Good evening, friends, and happy Valentine's Day. Today we are going to be reading William Tell, a.k.a. Tell Vilmosh. One of my favorite tales. <laughs> Maybe it's just because my name is Vilmosh. I'm not sure. But either way, here we go. This version of William Tell, by the way, was illustrated and written by one of my grandmother's best friends, Leonard Everett Fisher, a famous American painter. He's in his 90s and he's still going strong. High above Gessler Square, the town hall bell clanged furiously. It echoed through the mountains like a dozen bells ringing at once. People rushed to the square. A proclamation, cried the herald, as he unrolled a long parchment. Know ye by all those present, that from noon of this day, all citizens, including children ten years and older, must kneel before the hats of the royal governor, Herr Gessler. The hat will be mounted atop a pole in Gessler Square, in the town of Altdorf, in the canton of Uri, under the jurisdiction of King Albert I of the House of Habsburg. Failure to kneel will result in swift and severe punishment. That is word number one, severe. S-E-V-E-R-E. -E -E. Severe is an adjective. And it takes the normal punishment and it makes it very severe, which means like really bad, really harsh, really strong. It's not just the normal punishment. It's a severe punishment. And if the people fail to kneel, they will get a swift, meaning fast, and severe punishment. Signed and sealed this first day of July in the year of our Lord, 1307. He is cruel, that ham in Gessler, William Tell growled to his young son, Jemmy. A tyrant, if there ever was one. <coughs> Tell, a famous hunter and marksman, lived with his family in nearby Borglin. He and Jemmy were passing through Altdorf on their way to the forest when they heard the proclamation. If I had my way, a woman whispered, it would be Ed Gessler at the end of the royal pole, not his hat. Shh! Someone in the crowd warned. Just kneel and be still. No one spoke too loudly about anything in Altdorf, Burglen, or any other town in Uri. Herr Gessler's spies were everywhere. A sneeze at the wrong time could bring ten days in jail. A little before noon, a small parade of officials and soldiers led by Herr Gessler left Altdorf's town hall. They marched to the center of the square, 
There they watched the raising of a pole with Gessler's hat on top. Careful, careful, you lout! Snapped Herr Gessler as the pole was slowly placed upright. You will pay dearly if my hat falls to the ground. As the town hall clock began to strike noon, Herr Gessler took his seat next to the pole. The first passerby knelt before his hat and hurried off. Aha! he said. Very good, very good indeed. People passed this way and that, knelt, then left the square as quickly as they could. None of them had the courage to look at Herr Gessler, whose scornful face was enough to frighten a far-sighted deer. Scornful, scornful, great word. Scornful, well, it means that it's full of scorn, full of scorn, scornful. And scorn is like you really are looking down upon someone. You're, you're just, you, you feel like you're above them and you're looking down on them and you are treating them very disrespectfully if you're full of scorn. Because scorn is a noun, S-C-O-R-N. S-C-O-R-N is the noun, scorn. And then scornful is the adjective. And scorn is that feeling of contempt or disdain, which is basically what I said before. You're looking down upon someone and you have a disrespect for them. And that's the noun is that feeling, that emotion, scorn. And then to be scornful is the adjective. Let's see what it is in Hungarian, scornful. Megvetu or lenezu. Not so nice scornful and Herr Gessler his face was scornful enough to frighten a far-sighted deer but before the town hall clock had finished delivering its booming 12 strokes of noon a young man with a pig to deliver rushed by and forgot to kneel arrest that lawbreaker screamed Gessler Arrest his pig, too! Soldiers swarmed all over the young man. They took away his pig and clapped him in chains as he begged for another chance. Never! Herr Gessler shouted after him. No sooner had the young man been dragged out of sight, howling for mercy, than a teenage boy, chased by his older sister, ran across the square. Come home this instant, cried his sister. No, replied the boy. And the two of them sailed past Herr Gessler like the wind. They too forgot to kneel. Seize those two, Herr Gessler commanded. The boy and his sister were chained and hauled away. Haul. H-A-U-L, present tense, 
hauled, H-A-U-L-E-D, past tense. To haul something means to carry it. But we use this when we're talking about like carrying a heavy object. And it's sort of like, you know, if you're hauling something, you're not treating it so gently. You're sort of just carrying it like in chains. And this is why in America, you might have heard we have the famous U-Haul, the U-Haul trucks. They're little, uh, not really trucks. They're like these big boxes that you can attach to your car or truck when you move. And it's called U-Haul. It's like, here, you, you, U-Haul, you do the work. Congratulations, you just bought this expensive thing and now you have to do all the work. U-Haul. All day long, men, women, and children, 10 years and older, rushed through Gessler Square. They knelt before Herr Gessler's hat, some of them three, four, or more times. This is mean and stupid, William Tell said to Jemmy as the two returned to the square. They were on their way home from the forest. Gessler may be the governor of Uri, but we are not his slaves and lackeys. I shall never kneel before him or his hat. William Tell and Jemmy slowly walked past the pole. Herr Gessler was still in his chair, ready to pounce on anyone who did not kneel. To pounce. The verb there is pounce, I pounce, you pounce, he pounces, she pounces, it pounces, we pounce, you all pounce, they pounce. To pounce, that's what a cat does. The cat's just waiting there, and then he sees a bird, (gasps) he pounces, he pounces. And Herr Gessler is ready to pounce if anyone does not kneel. You two there, William Tell, Jemmy Tell, he cried. How dare you walk by my hat and not kneel? You know the law. Kneel, I say. Kneel, you say. Walk on, I say. Neither I nor my son shall kneel before the hat of a bully. Herr Gessler shook with rage. No one moved. It was as if the square had suddenly filled with wide-eyed marble statues. Arrest them! Herr Gessler roared. Throw them into the dungeon! Flog them! Tear out their nails! No, wait! I have a better idea! So you say I am a bully, Herr Tell? The law is the law! But I shall show you what a fair and decent man I am. For your disobedience and disrespect. Disobedience. Word number five. Disobedience. D-I-S-O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E. Disobedience. Obedience is to obey. Like if you're obedient, you are an obedient dog, let's say. Um, Then you're obeying your master. But disobedience is the opposite. That means you're very naughty. You are not obeying. You're disobeying. And the noun there is disobedience. D-I-S-O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E. 
disobedience. That is the word. When you act free and you don't obey the mean hair Gessler who wants to have his say. For your disobedience and disrespect, I order you to shoot a single arrow through an apple placed on the head of your son. You shall be allowed only one shot at 60 paces. Should you pierce the apple, I shall set you free. Furthermore, no one need ever kneel before my hat again. However, should the arrow fail to hit the apple, your son will either perish at your hand or be freed by mine. But you, Hertel, shall go to prison, where you shall rot forever, and my new law shall remain on the books. The crowd stirred. William Tell looked at Jemmy. His heart pounded in his chest. What if he should miss? He made up his mind to shoot wide of the mark and go to prison, rather than risk harming his son. Wide of the mark. Wide of the mark. We use this both in the literal sense. Here, the mark is the target. So if you're wide of the mark... You are shooting wide past the target. Um, And if William Tell shoots past the target on purpose, then he's going to go to jail and rot in prison. But at least his son won't die. Because if he tries to hit the apple and he's wide of the mark in the wrong direction, he could kill his son. We also use wide of the mark like, yeah, you know, that guy, he was a little bit wide of the mark there. Like, let's say... uh, I don't know. You uh, you went to get your girlfriend a present for Valentine's Day, and you bought her like potato chips and uh, Coca Cola. Eh, a little bit wide of the mark, buddy. Let's stick with flowers and champagne next time. He made up his mind to shoot wide of the mark and go to prison, rather than risk harming his son. That way, Jemmy would live and go free. But was Gessler to be trusted? He wondered. You must do this, father, Jemmy pleaded. For all the people, I am not afraid. You are the best marksman in Uri. William Tell took a moment to decide. All right, Jemmy, I shall do it, he said. A wicked grin covered Herr Gessler's face. One of Gessler's soldiers positioned Jemmy against a wide tree. Another soldier placed the red apple on his head. Sixty paces away, William Tell fitted his crossbow with an arrow. Hidden in his cloak was a second arrow. The crowd moved back. Herr Gessler leaned forward in his chair. William Tell took his time. He squinted down the path his arrow would take. To squint, that is a wonderful word because it is exactly how it sounds. Squint, S-Q-U-I-N-T, present tense, S-Q-U-I-N-T-E-D, past tense. To squint, it's when you like crunch your eyes up, like pretend you're shooting a bow and arrow. You're squinting, you're squinting down the path his arrow would take. He looked hard at the apple on Jemmy's head. 
He held the crossbow straight and steady in front of him, and lined up the arrow with the center of the apple. William Tell let the arrow fly. It tore the apple in two. The crowd cheered. Jemmy smiled. Herr Gessler slumped in his chair. To slump, another wonderful descriptive verb. S-L-U-M-P, present tense. S-L-U-M-P-E-D. Slumped, past tense. I slump, you slump. He slumps, she slumps. We slump, you all slump, they slump. I slumped, you slumped, he slumped, she slumped, we slumped, you all slumped, they slumped. To slump is like in your chair if you just like slump on down. You're like, the wind came out of you. We also use the word slump like if you're in a slump, it means that things aren't going very well. If a sports team, for example, loses a bunch of games in a row, they say, oh, that team, they're slumping. They're in a slump. And... Uh, Herr Gessler slumped in his chair as William Tell and his son bowed before the happy throng. The hidden arrow fell to the ground. Herr Gessler bolted from his chair. You were allowed only one shot, Herr Tell. For what purpose did you need another arrow? The second arrow was for you, Herr Gessler. Had the first arrow harmed my son, I would have sent the second through your evil heart. Assassin! cried Gessler. Seize him! The law stands! The people shall kneel before my hat on the pole! William Tell, wrapped in chains, was led away. A week later, a chorus of bells clanged through the mountains. The people of Altdorf, Burglin, and all the other towns of Uri were greeted with startling news. Herman Gessler was dead. William Tell had escaped his captors. Captors, C-A-P-T-O-R-S, is more than one. That's a plural. There's several captors. One captor, C-A-P-T-O-R, he is my captor, she is my captor. It is the noun of the person who captures. I capture, you capture, he, she captures, we capture, you all capture, they capture. And we're talking capture here, not necessarily like uh, capture a picture, but more like capture a person um, to kidnap them or arrest them. And in this case, that makes the men of Herr Gessler William Tell's captors. And William Tell had escaped his captors. Free of his chains, he had jumped from a storm-tossed boat heading for the prison on Lake Luzerne. Gessler himself had led a troop of soldiers in search of him. Armed with a bow and arrows made from a young tree in the forest, William Tell had waited for Herr Gessler. As the troop had galloped down a narrow trail, William Tell had sent a single arrow through Gessler's heart. The people were rid of a cruel tyrant. William Tell came home a hero forevermore. Oh, yes, what a tale, what a tale. Happy Valentine's Day. Have a lovely evening.